Eat, drink, smoke, the snack size edition when you need a little something to tide you over. Tony Katz of Fingers Malloy is with me. April D. Gregory on assignment, not at Blend Bar Cigar, which is where we usually are actually doing this from, from my home. And yes, I do smoke in my home, which you fingers find very strange. It is weird. I smoke I, a cigar in my house. There's nothing wrong with it. This is my dining room table. Now, I'm surprised we didn't do this from the studio downstairs, but we didn't do it from the studio downstairs, and I apologize uh, for that. Doing it from here, we have been uh, smoking the Arturo Fuente Double Chateau. This is a uh, 50 ring gauge uh, by six and three quarters, so you can call it a Churchill. I don't think I would call it a Churchill. Uh, it is a very easy smoke that you can find for 6 to $7 a stick, which means it's a great golf course cigar. It's a great breakfast kind of cigar. I've been doing this cigar uh, with, uh, with, with coffee is how I've been doing it. But we tried uh, the, the Beer Barrel Bourbon, which is from the good people um, up in Michigan at New Holland, uh, New Holland Brewing. Uh, they are making things. So this is finished off in a, uh, a beer cask um, or a beer barrel. Uh, they're Dragon Milk Stout, which is a very dark, rich, wonderful kind of, kind of beer. It is uh, terrific. And... I, while I don't know how I feel about it as an everyday bourbon, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't drink it as an everyday bourbon, but as a fun thing to try, worth it, especially if you can find it at that $25 price point. In some places, it's up to $50. I would never do it. I wouldn't do that bottle at $50. But if you wanted to create something great, milkshakes with that bourbon would be absolutely, positively uh, fantastic. Uh, so... Uh, here on, on, on the snack size, you know, we, we often do uh, things that we, we, we don't get time to on, on the main podcast, things that we want to kind of dig into in other ways. And sometimes it's just about a little bit of fun. Fingers Malloy, uh, you've seen pictures. He found a list. And anytime I find a list, I'm all sorts of excited. This was the list of the best beers in America. Now, Anytime you get to a best of list, you know that it's crap because everybody <laughs> has got their own list. Everybody's got their own way of doing things. And no two people can agree on a top anything. This list, however, is pretty good. My problem with the list, my problem with the whole list goes as, as follows. Um, this list has IPAs. And there's no IPA that would ever make my list of best beers. I just think they're terrible. And this is a list from uh, – it was published in the USA Today. Uh, no, I agree. Oh, was it? Yeah. I oh, well, this can't be trusted. It's <laughs> <laughs> on a BuzzFeed list. Right. Oh, um, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, so so this, this list starts uh, – I, I don't know. Do we, I, I may like just skip some to get to the top ten. Um, but there are a couple on this list like – Dragon Milk is at, at tied at number sixteen. If you haven't had it, uh, this and we're we're each drinking a beer. He's uh, we went full Indiana with our with our beers. Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Busted Knuckle, which happens to be my favorite beer right now from Quaff On Brewing Company. I'm doing the Bean Counter from Taxman Brewing. Uh, I am a fan. Uh, I also I almost went with a Wee which is from a, another Indiana brewer called Sun King. They make something called Java Mac where coffee is infused into it, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. I love that flavor. And it's why I like the, 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 the dragon's milk, the, those chocolatey notes, those things like that. To me, I, that's what I want out of a beer. I want it to be 
I don't. I have no interest in getting wasted. Right. That's part of maybe my problem. Uh, I don't. I, that's not to me an exciting thing. To beers to pound make uh, make no sense to me. Beers to enjoy make sense. So I like those things. Well, you're not in college thing. anymore. I didn't do it then. That was, but that was me. Like I was, I was a mental case. Well, I, I mean, we've talked it. about this before. You said you've only been drunk once in your life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that was on white wine. I, I was drunk this, once this weekend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He was telling me his fingers were telling me a story that uh, he he had some some a, a, he got gifted some some old liquor and you know nothing nothing great nothing to write home about so he gets himself and this is the best part a two liter of what Diet Pepsi <laughs> sure hey it, it was Kessler Tony <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you do what you got to do meantime fingers boy wakes up in in his armchair. At six thirty in the morning, it happens. No, no recollection. Check to see your your uh, your video camera surveillance. See what happens. <laughs> see if he was there. So, Dragon's Milk is sixteen, and Left Hand Milk Stout Nitro is at fourteen. Those are both in that dark, really, really good with the creams. I to me, some of those chocolate uh, kind kind of of, of flavors. Uh, there is. And it's at 12, and I think it's wrong. Talk about Indiana. If you've never had Three Floyds, which is up there, I think they're in Munster. So they're the northwest of, of Indiana. Man, they do good work. The, three, the, three, the zombie dust is on this list at, at number 12. Uh, Gumball Head is also great, great beer because it's, it's just got there, – there's e- even me and not enjoying some of those types – there's something there. There's there's real work put into it. It's, well, I listen. I don't drink Budweiser. I don't drink Coors. I don't drink Miller Lite. I don't. I don't why are you laughing? Uh, well, no, that, I don't either. I, I used to see back in uh, the days when I was uh, a, a college student. I to me a treat was getting Bush Light in a bottle instead of drinking it in a can. I was like, well, I'm splurging. But no, as you get older and you you realize that you want to enjoy. A beer instead of just slamming whatever cheap beer you can get. Um, that's where I've gravitated towards. You mentioned the uh, the milk stout. Yeah. Uh, I gosh, I want to say that a f- they come in four packs, and that milk stout isn't cheap. It's like fourteen or fifteen dollars for a four pack, if I remember correctly. Uh, Is it really? It's, it's pretty pricey. I've never bought it as, as as a pack. I've had it in in bars or in a restaurant before. Right. I've never I've never purchased it. That way, that is that's not cheap. No, but it's enjoyable. I mean, if you want to sit back and just have one or two, as opposed to I'm going to go and get myself a case of Miller Lite and and pound them all weekend. See, that's just me. There's never two. There's never two. I don't know. I, like I'm the weirdest person in the world to do a podcast about bourbon or drinking at all. It doesn't make any. Oh, by the way, how was your bourbon that you finished the entire thing of? You fi- you finished was, the bottle. Uh, listen, I enjoy the the beer barrel. Bourbon, but it, it's not something that is an everyday bourbon. Like you said, there's an unusual, it, and it's it's really weird to, to to describe it this way. But there's a texture to it while you're drinking, like a film. It's 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 really a, a a weird product, but it it's really good to have once in a while. Little change of pace bourbon, um, and I'm really intrigued with the idea of making a milkshake out of that. That's got to happen. I With think that that's, that's a great idea. And this is another example uh, locally here in, in Indiana. Sun King now does distilling. This is New Holland doing distilling. I like that they're branching out. I like that they're trying the thing. Okay, and millennials get slammed on a regular basis. And in a lot of ways, uh, 
deservedly so. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole craft beer uh, distillery explosion in the last you know decade, I think, can be credited to people who are younger who who have said to themselves, you know what, I want to enjoy something a little bit different a little bit more i want to get a little bit more out of my drinking experience than just going to the liquor store and getting a, a case of natural light yeah i'm i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. so on this list right here on this list it is filled with 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 with, with ipas um and but it's filled also with the people from bells yeah and i i don't quite understand the Bells. I'll get to that in a second. Number three on this list is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which has been one of those standard kind of uh, quote-unquote microbrewery. I don't think you could consider Sierra Nevada a microbrewery no. anymore. For forever, when going back to the 90s, people were doing uh, Sierra Nevada. I mean, I, I think they're the ones who kind of kicked off this whole idea of I don't know, maybe, I don't know if I'm giving them too much credit, um, they they kicked off this idea of 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 the of the of the craft brewery, and they're still they're still you know in it. They're still a huge part of the scene, which is kind of kind of amazing. I haven't had one. I haven't seen somebody have one in a million no. years. Um, number nine. Uh, there's two. They're tied. Uh, there's the founders. Very main good. founders. Right. Breakfast out. I've never done it. It's very good. And it, it, and it when I. Looked at this list, I thought to myself, this person has to be from Michigan. Because between Founders the Bell- Michigan, Bells, Bells is Michigan. Michigan, a lot of southeastern Michigan uh, beers on this list. I'm, I'm a fan of Bells. I don't drink it as much as I used to because I you know, gravitate more towards the porters and the stouts. So, I, you know, I love this quaff on. Uh, the IPA thing, I've never understood. I, I have never liked a real hoppy beer. Um, and uh, But I'll be honest with you, just from my experience going to bars here in central Indiana and a, a lot of places around the country, it's getting more and more difficult to find a stout or a porter on tap because of the explosion of popularity with IPAs. And I, I just don't get it. I don't no, like I it. I, I could see where people say, okay, it's a summer beer. I like an IPA on a hot day. But uh, to me, they're just too hoppy. And on, on, tied for seven, Bell's Hop Slam. And Founders All Day IPA. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I don't get it in the slightest. Number six, Founders Canadian Breakfast Out. Now, I don't know what the difference between Breakfast Out and Canadian Breakfast Out is. I only assume the Canadian is nicer. <laughs> there's right? A, there's a hint of bacon. Get it. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you. Um, and, and, and then above that at number four is the Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout. I don't know what... The, now I just think they're messing with it. <laughs> but I like the fact that stouts make the list because it seems everything is IPA. 24-7, 365 IPA. And it's just... It's annoying. Yeah. but found- It's annoying as can be. Founders has a very good uh, festival they have every year in the streets of Grand Rapids right outside the brewery. And I recommend it if you're in the area to go go check it out. They have you know music. It's a whole day thing. And, of course, it's uh, beer-centric. And I, I think Founders does make uh, uh, quite a few good products. Uh, but I notice if you notice on the list... Um, you know, twenty five best beers in America. I don't see anything from Anheuser Busch. I don't see anything. From yeah, and there shouldn't be. You know, of course um, there so shouldn't the, be. Uh, why? Why in the world would you? 
It's a fine line, though, between... There's no Sam Adams on this list either. No. I'm okay with that. I, and I actually do like a Sam Adams. I, I like the Boston Lager. I, I, you know, and they got... They branched out, too. I remember in the 90s, they came, first came out, I believe it was in the 90s, they first came out with their cherry wheat beer, and, uh, you know, found, South, Sam Adams makes some good products, too. Um, but there just are not a lot of beers on... There are no beers on this list from the, the big... The titans of American beer. You know, there right. no Coors, no Budweiser, and uh, it good. It, I, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm fine with that. Look, if somebody hands me a Budweiser and there's nothing else, I'm going to drink it. Um, if it's that or nothing, but I just i I don't want to come across as a beer snob because those people are the worst people. Uh, but but you are a little bit of a beer snob, right? No, I just told you. If you handed me, if you said, "Hey, I got a Budweiser. That's all I have. I'll drink it. It's better than nothing." Yeah, but you know, but you know, it's garbage. Oh, you, a beer snob is somebody like, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead drinking that. Right. That's swill. I'm assuming they would call it swill. I assume that's, what he, you know, while they're stroking their very long beard. I'll, I'll never forget. I was Twirling at, their handlebar right? mustache. I remember being at, uh, you know. Adjusting their pork pie hat. Early on in the Tea Party movement, there were so many conferences thrown by a Freedom Works or an Americans for Prosperity. And I remember being. Those are uh, groups on the political right. Right. Yeah. And I remember being at a conference one time. And, uh, you know, afterwards, there would yeah, people would have uh, hotel room parties and there would be uh, bathtubs filled with beer. And I remember walking in, I'm minding my own business, somebody handed me a Miller Lite. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll drink it. And then uh, uh, Ann McElhenney walked in uh, and you Anne described... Is, Anne is a director Anne, and, and producer. She made Gosnell movies. She made Frack Nation. She's hilarious. Irish, right? Right. She walked in and immediately... Or into our masculinity. How dare you call yourselves men? <laughs> You're dr- what is that in your hand? You're drinking Miller Lite. My God, what is wrong with you people? I was like, it was free and it was handed to me. What am I supposed to do? Oh, I, I was being polite. Yeah, it came out of someone's bathtub, for crying out loud. So I don't want to come across as a, a beer snob, but uh, as you get older, I feel like you, you, you want to gravitate towards something that gives you more than just a buzz there's something there number one on this list is bell's two hearted ale i have never had one in my life but all i see everywhere i go is bell's if you're in a store of any kind mm-hmm. bell's is everywhere have you ever have you had one of their beers? oh yeah i've been to the brewery it's good it's okay See, see, I, see, I gravitated away from Bell's because, you know, I, I like porters and stouts, and right. I don't so, think of Bell's as a porter stout mm. brewery. Right. Uh, but it, uh, look, Bell's is huge in Southeast Michigan, and we're in central Indiana here recording the podcast. And so I can see where, you know, Bell's has, uh, you know, moved outside of Michigan and has become popular in Indiana and in other parts of the country. It's it's now the, the product the, the two hard it's, it's an IPA so it's a very hoppy uh, kind kind of uh, uh, beer one of the reasons I don't like it that flavor is just it's awful I can stomach Absolutely it on a hot awful. summer day it's See, okay. You were asking the question in the last podcast about cigars to weather. I think absolutely there is beer to weather. A hundred percent, there's beer to weather. Um, I need you know the to do a a stout on a, on a hot day is not an easy thing, I think, or or, or like a humid day is not an easy thing to do, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't doesn't 
flow. It doesn't buy you. Need, you need something lighter. The problem is, is that I think IPAs are just remarkably bitter to the point of uncomfortable. They just they, I, I can't make them work on my palate at all. You know, nothing about it. Nothing about it feels like a, a, a beer, which which is supposed to be almost a, like a refreshing or just a moment of pause, right? You're supposed to be able to say, ah, oh, you're supposed to kind of be able to relax into that moment. And I can't, I can't do, it's why, I can't do it with an IPA. It's why I like the things uh, that are darker. I mean, the bean counter that I'm doing from Taxman is, is a brown ale. And yes, it's got coffee in it, which is a flavor that I, I really like. I want to be able to have that that feel and that experience, and which which is why I would even in high high school, even in college, uh, I I would not have drank. I would not have had a natty light. I wouldn't have had some of those other things. I think I think the most watered down thing I would do is a Rolling Rock. Going back into the day. See, and those were the kind of beers that I just never understood either. That skunky kind of Heineken rolling rock beer that comes in the green bottle. Uh, those were really popular. I mean, back in Michigan in the 90s, people were drinking rolling rocks like crazy and, and Heineken's too. And I, I never understood that. Um, but, you know, and when you're younger too, you, always, you gravitate towards things that look cool in your hand. Like, I remember, you know, I would sit in a bar and I would drink Red Stripes. Have you ever seen a Red oh, Stripe? Oh, I love Red Stripe. You ever see the Red Jamaican. Stripe? Yeah, you ever see the Red Stripe? I don't know what it is. It's a Labatt's, you know, in, 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 a, in a funny bottle. It's made, at least back then, it was made by the, brewed by Labatt's Brewing Company. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, oh, you know, it just looks cool in your hand as you're drinking it. Now, I, I don't think, I wouldn't turn down a, a red stripe if somebody handed it to me, but it's not my style anymore. I just, I just love the porters and the styles, so did, even in the summer. Did you? Were you ever a guy who drank something because you figured this is, you know, it would it would help you meet a girl? Like you drank the thing because someone oh, said, I, "Oh, he's drinking a red stripe. Ooh, he's so exotic." No, no, no I, I didn't need that, Tony. <laughs> I mean, look at me, look at right here. No, I didn't need any of that. Didn't need a gimmick. I'm me. No, but I, I just thought they looked cool, you know. And and what a ridiculous way of thinking. Now, like look back on it, thinking, okay, you're drinking a beer that it was okay, but you thought it looked cool in the bottle, so that's why you're ordering it. Eh. So the I'm things going, we do when we're younger. Well, true, true enough. Um, it also comes from the fact that you don't know anything, right? Right. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't like. And there is a, a question of confidence. Like, no, no, no. I, I don't drink that stuff. I won't. I won't have that stuff. I think people do that when they first get into scotch, too. When they first get into anything, they don't know what they don't know, you know? And so with all these things, it is a question of, you know, what are you? what is it that you like? It's like when we talk about wine and, and what does a good wine cost? Hell if I know. Good wine costs you five bucks. Good wine costs you 500 bucks. It, it depends. And there's definitely wine snobbery, too. Yeah, but I can... I, I would only hope that wine snobbery, but again, it doesn't, right? Because wine snobbery comes from the idea of you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do a damn thing. You're supposed yeah, to do right. what you enjoy. The only thing you're supposed to do is get your fans from Fanimation, <laughs> right? Fanimation.com. That is your home. Ooh, I'm just moving bottles around. That is your home for fans because what they are able to create 
at Fanimation is fantastic. These are fans that are built to your specification. You can mix and match and really customize and make something that's incredible, that you're going to love, whether it's for your family room, for your living room, uh, for uh, your, your business, or for your outdoor area. They do outdoor fans. Uh, LED lighting, whisper quiet, can handle the elements, and beautiful, customizable in all sorts of ways. Fanimation.com, based right here in central Indiana, but but uh, sold the nation over. And when you have a Fanimation fan, you're one and done. You're not going to be replacing this thing in a couple of years. You're going to have something that you could trust, have something that's going to work for your family, and is going to like the beer, match your personality, match the style of the room, match what it is uh, that you're going for. You know, you're, you're past the point where you're like, ooh, what's the builder grade special? And let's go throw that up. No, it's, it, it, you, when you hear that constant buzzing, when you hear that whirring, when you're wondering whether or not today's the day the fan like falls off and cuts your head off, right? As, as the blades keep going through. And they're the same ridiculous garbage kind of white on one side and that brown, whatever it is, paneling. On the other, don't do that to yourself. Go to Fanimation, Fanimation.com, and get yourself a, a fan that is going to actually look right, that's going to uh, play right. It, it, that's 100% what you need to do, Fanimation.com. Uh, the, the whole wine thing is, again, you learn your way through it. And trust... We do a podcast where we talk about these things. We talk about bourbon. We talk about cigars. It's only an opinion, guys. It's all it's ever been. There's nothing more, nothing, nothing less. If you think I'm wrong, tell me you think I'm wrong. I'm totally fine with it. You know, it, 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 you don't like the cigars that I like. I, I'm, I'm partial to the Nicaraguans. I'm partial to the leathers and to the, and to the earth. You, you, you prefer uh, to have a Dominican that's only a, a five-inch cigar, you know, a, a, a Robusto in terms of size? Go ahead. Who am I to tell you how to live? I'm only giving you what what, what I'm into and, and what I'm thinking about. And I certainly hope that we try enough things on the podcast to you know to give people kind of a a sampling. And the same thing with the bourbon, because I would never tell you that I'm an expert. I am not an expert on bourbon. What I'm doing is learning my way through it. And what I find is is that the really big high proof bourbons, we get into the one tens and stuff like that can't it's just not there for me but when we get into things that are finished in different kind of casks or uh, i i i find myself really enjoying i need the sweet i need that sweet uh part of it that when i can hit vanillas when i can hit those citrus notes in a bourbon i'm like that's solid when we talk about uh if it's just about the heat in the chest or in the throat some people love that they're like oh that's a good bourbon god bless not for me not for me at all. This cigar, this this Arturo Fuente uh, that that we're doing right here, um, this is not to my standard cigar at all. We were talking about the wrapper on the cigar. The wrapper on the cigar looks looks like crap. Yeah. It really does. It's this light brown and we'll do it at just a puff right there and this kind of miserable color. And it's a pale light brown. It's not attractive at all. Cigar is really good. Yes. It's not all over the place in terms of a, of, of a larger flavor profile. I think it's, it's uh, creamy is one way I would go with it. To me, it had a touch of that, the, the, the grasses, which is different than the, than the earths. But it's, it's, it's the uh, Connecticut Shade Wrapper, which 
really does add a, a, a lot to it in terms of the flavor. You fingers got some pepper out of it. I never got any just pepper at the, out well, of just it. Just when we first started smoking it, right at the light. But I'm doing it with coffee, and I have been doing it with coffee the whole time. And so that I think the coffee may have changed some of that for me. And even with the tax man, the brown ale, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect compliment because it's not overpowering it. It's why I don't do scotch anymore. I mean, it's not that I won't have a scotch every now and again, but I won't do a scotch with a cigar. It cancels each other out. I can't have uh, the situation where I'm I'm trying to enjoy what the cigar has to offer, and I'm and I'm competing with the, with the almost the smokiness of the scotch. I don't do uh, the Islas. I don't do the Lowland scotches either. It, that too much peat, too much moss. I can't. There, I'll try one to just experience what it is, but I can't do it with a cigar. It's it it defeats the purpose. Well, me. and I know you've been asked this question before, and I, I think this is something that you can explore too. Um, as far as if you're a beginning uh, cigar smoker, if you're a beginner, you're like, what should I start off with? I think this is a good beginner cigar because not only uh, it, it's it's very it's mild, uh, but also the price point. I mean, what, what did you say? This was six dollars a stick. This this cigar, uh, the Arturo Fuente. Um, the, was it the Double Chateau? It is uh, $6 a stick. You can find that online. And I, usually, I do prefer when you shop at, at, a, at a store, when you go to your local tobacconist. I always support the local guy because it's always a mom-and-pop business, even, even when, when it's blend, our blend bar cigar, right, uh, which is in Indianapolis. They're in Houston. They're in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're in Nashville. Oh, such a great spot, an incredible spot. But still, it's local ownership. Right? It's local people. It always is. So I always try and do them as opposed to the onlines. But sometimes you'll end up with an online buy and you can get this cigar, which is a 50 by six and three quarters for six, seven dollars a stick. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. It's just absolutely terrific. Let me ask you this. We were doing the top 25 beers in the United States. Right. What's the worst beer you've ever had in your life that you can think of off the top of your head? Oh, oh, um, maybe Corona. Yeah, uh, Corona is pretty awful. Uh, sorry, hold on, hold on. <laughs> they make a great sponsor. Just for the lost show, the sponsor. <laughs> that's that's how it absolutely just went down. Um, what else is bad? Like I just can't can't do it. Uh, I don't I don't know what else I would consider bad. I, what about for you? Oh well, I, I've got a story. <laughs> Back in the early nineties, I walked into a Seven Eleven in Michigan and I saw a, a big sign. Uh, Wait, what time of day? Day. Oh. Early afternoon. Uh, I was heading to a friend's house for some day drinking. And who doesn't love a day of day drinking? Uh, and I walked into the 7-Eleven, and there was a big sign. And this is uh, malt liquor. So you, you, if you want to you know, argue with me about beer versus malt liquor. But this was... Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Colt 45 ice. Stop it. 22-ounce bottle for 69 cents. <laughs> I thought sixty nine cents. I gotta try this. So I look at no, that. No, you don't. That's the warning sign. <laughs> Here's what's, this is what's beautiful about it. The cooler next to it, there were bottles of Aquafina for ninety nine cents. The bottle of Colt forty five <laughs> ice was cheaper than a bottle of water. How was it? God awful. Yeah, it, it was like drinking rubbing alcohol. But I drank the whole thing because I spent sixty nine cents. In on college it. and after college, I used to do Fosters. I liked Foster's. That's another one that was like, oh, isn't that cool? The right, big, the oil can. Yeah, the big can. The big, huge, massive can. I don't remember being that expensive. I could do one right now. Like that, that Foster's? was Foster's Lager. It was a little yeah. thicker, yeah. right? A little, a little richer. I used, to, I used to like that quite a bit. 
Um, but I never had Colt. You never had a Colt forty five. My 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 dad. God God bless him. Uh, Still alive. Yes, eighty one years old. Going in uh, for surgery tomorrow. So if you'd like to, if you're a type of person that sends thoughts and prayers, I'd appreciate it. Um, should be okay after the surgery. But he's the type of guy that will go into the liquor store and whatever is on sale, he'll buy it. So it could oh, yeah. be a, a much more expensive beer. Still drinking? Yes, eighty one. Still likes to have a, a beer with his buddies and have some on. Uh, uh, on hand at home, and so it'll be interesting. You, you'll go into his refrigerator, and one week there'll be Heineken, like, eh. and then the next week he he's he, he drinks Steel Reserve. What the hell is that? Oh, it is the most god awful crap you'll ever have in your life, and I believe it's what a is, malt liquor, and it comes in a tall boy can. And again, it'll wait, it'd be, hold on, I gotta look it up. Oh, Steel Reserve Steel? is so awful. It's an American lager produced by Steel Brewing Company. Oh, I thought it was a malt liquor, which is owned by Miller. It comes in black and silver, also known as triple export malt liquor, there it liquor is. and high gravity lager. And the alcohol content is 8.1. Yeah. It's pretty strong for a beer. 81-year-old man, you know, he'll, he'll have his uh his uh tall boy of steel reserve in the refrigerator and it, I just look at it. It's sold in 42-ounce bottles. <laughs> It can also come in 24-ounce bottles or cans. There it is. 24-ounce cans. your father's like, I have no time for that. <laughs> no, my, my, my dad's not. He, he doesn't drink them out of 40s. He doesn't pour a little bit out for his dead homies. He just he, he drinks the cans. And, uh, oh, my God, it is some god-awful yeah, my, stuff. My, fa- my father uh, is also 81. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Daniels. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, a, as a young man... In in the bar scene, and and it, you you got a Jack Daniels, and so that's what he acquired a taste for. If he had a drink of Jack Daniels today, he would sleep till Thursday, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so uh, today is Sunday. So just to give you that idea. Just he would be out like a light. He couldn't do it anymore. Not a chance. Well, you know, you talked earlier about how we don't claim to be experts on this stuff, and I don't claim to be an expert. I just got done telling you a story that I grabbed a two liter of Diet Pepsi and drank it with Kessler's, you know, but I I go to what I drink it, what I not drink it. And if I and I if I have to water it down with something like uh, Diet Pepsi or something, chances are I will. Um, But you know, I like Jack Daniels. I'm sorry. I I, I, I like it. And I, you know, I know people uh, are down on on Jack Daniels. And I don't know if you saw speaking of uh, bourbon um, and whiskey, uh, Jim Beam had a huge fire and 45,000 barrels were destroyed in this fire. Um, And I didn't I did not shed a tear. (laughs) Not a. Not I, see that's a I, rail I, like whiskey for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, rail or or well, depending on what part of the country you're from. If you say okay, now don't get me wrong, I don't want the place to have a fire, right? right. I, I feel bad for them and the product lost and the money lost and everything else. And I think they'll come back from it. And, sure, and they'll and they'll be all right. They're a massive company, and I'm glad that they're there and they do other things, and I respect that. But Beam has never moved me. At all, and but but that I don't know. Do they say it was Jim Beam that because there are other brands of whiskey underneath the the Jim Beam true. umbrella? I think I'm Nob, not Knob sure. Creek, I believe, is is a Jim Beam. If I'm not I mistaken, not know if Knob is. Are you sure? Are you Beam. sure? Uh, I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna so Google. hard sometimes because so many of these things are labeled, private labeled, relabeled, the whole thing. It's it's kind of incredible how many sometimes you'll find from certain distillers and certain areas. There's a place in Indiana that like makes bourbon for. For 20 different companies. So Knob Creek is a Jim Beam product? Knob Creek is a brand of Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey produced by Beam Suntory at the Jim Beam... Suntory. Suntory, excuse me. Um, 
at the Jim Beam Distillery. So you know, we should, uh, you know, I've been talking about September 7th. Um, you, you need to uh, be prepared for that. September 7th is coming, and uh, it's going to be uh, September's fantastic. Coming. What did I say? Yeah, September's coming. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely terrific. Um, and uh, uh, we're going to be having an event, and I can't wait to, to, to get into that and, and, and let everybody know what's going on. We should do. We should do a tour. We should do a uh, a tour of the distilleries. We should do an Indiana tour. We should do a Kentucky tour. We should do it. You know, the one thing I, I haven't understood, and, and someone just tweeted uh, us, um, and, and God bless, I'm not criticizing other people for their beer tastes, but um, Yingling is absolutely huge in Indiana because it wasn't available to people in, in central Indiana for a long time. Right. Have you, been a, have you tried a Yingling? Are you a fan of Yingling? I don't mind it. I'm okay with Yingling. I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with it on draft, but I don't know if, if, if you know, and again, if somebody handed me a Yingling, I'd drink it. But uh, I don't know if I go into a bar thinking I, I really would love a Yingling. But again, they would be a fantastic sponsor for eat, drink, smoke. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Fingers Malloy. Catch him on Facebook, Fingers Malloy Radio, uh, the Snark Factor Podcast, uh, the Enough Already Podcast, Wham Talk sixteen hundred is where you find him. Find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram, and Twitter. At uh, Tony Katz, and be sure to subscribe. Five star review at Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's going great because of you, and people have been donating, and I'm just absolutely positively overjoyed. Uh, you can go to uh, eatdrinksmoke.fireside.fm. Actually, bit.ly, bit.ly slash eatdrinksmoke. Do it that way, it's a lot easier to do. bit.ly, bit.ly, which is a, a URL shortener, uh, slash eatdrinksmoke. Uh, and people have been donating and, and uh, just thrilled so appreciative of people doing that and being a part of it subscribe go to apple Podcasts, leave a review a five-star review that would be great this is eat drink smoke snack size edition